uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred. War and poverty. Hey fam, what's up? This is FaZe. First of all, we want to thank the Most High for all he do for us, y'all. Knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High bosom. Thank you, Yahweh, and thank you, Yahweh Shah, for all you do for us, knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank my interstate and out-of-state people for listening, y'all. I know you ain't have to do it, but you did it anyway. All right, fam. You know, I always speak about the educational system and how we're not properly educating and how they use these words played to put us in a, 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 a loop-de-doopy hole. So um, I want you, you heard this before, fam, and I keep letting y'all hear this so it can process in your brain so you can know really what's going on. A lot of people want to know something and think they know something, but really they don't know nothing. Let's analyze. Here, I have a rare video of a man speaking on the underground structure of the Board of Education. Everybody's been talking about school and education. Well, in etymology, the word education comes from the word educere, which means to bring out of you what's in you. Schools don't do that. Schools give you something and you regurgitate it back. And that's how you get an A. This is called the 1902 Board of Education Act, okay? The endowment was given by John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie. They gave $30 billion. They actually owned the public school system. Okay, and I'm going to read to you what their mission was. It says prior to the late 1800s, education was private practice that took place in private institutions or through homeschooling. That all changed in 1902 when John D. Rockefeller created the General Education Board in conjunction with Frederick T. Gates. Now, who was Frederick T. Gates? Have you ever heard of Bill? Mm. That's Frederick T. Gates is his grandfather. So this is what Frederick T. Gates said. Let me skip. Albert Einstein said, never confuse education with intelligence. John D. Rockefeller said, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. So at the advent of the of the Industrial Revolution, okay, at its inception, they had to create workers in order to, to establish the Industrial Revolution. Well, think about this. The plantation became the plant, okay? The overseer became the supervisor and master became the manager. That's the only difference. It's the same thing. It only changes its appearance like a cloud. So what I'm saying to everybody is I would suggest that everyone get into the forensics. There's one other thing called the King Alfred plan. Okay. The King Alfred plan was a CIA operative that was designed by, by J. Edgar Hoover to, to to destroy any black community, any black organization, and any black leader that showed any type of messianic energy. Okay? It's happened today through COVID. 
The reason they tried to freaking kill you is because they don't know which one of you is the Messiah. Okay? It took me a while to recognize the pattern in U.S. history of the United States recruiting immigrants to come and do work that they didn't want to pay black people to do. So immigrants arrive and they're taking these jobs and they see black people out of work and are told it's because they're lazy and they don't want to work as opposed to being told the truth, which is the reason why you're here is because we don't want to give opportunities to black people or that black people are not working because they're advocating for better working conditions because it'll take newly arrived immigrants, particularly those who arrive as refugees and don't want to risk having to return to their countries of origin a while to realize that their working conditions are poor and they're going to be mistreated as well. And that this history does go all the way back to just post-emancipation. Plantation owners recruited Chinese laborers to come and do the work that slaves used to do because they didn't want to have to pay former slaves for the work that they felt entitled to receive for free. And an interesting byproduct of that history is that Chinese laborers came and quickly found out that they don't like working in the field. And as poorly treated as they were by white people, they were afforded rights like the ability to open businesses and buy properties. So the former Chinese laborers opened up grocery stores catering to black people. So that's where that history of Asian American owned businesses operating in black communities came from. But my understanding is back then it was more symbiotic because these Chinese owned grocery stores charged significantly less than white plantation commissaries did. But it's interesting to me that people resist this idea that opportunities are kept from black people because we have in place a white wealth and power back of the one dollar. So I'm getting reports that yesterday there was a, a similar situation like in Miami with some aliens, but they said it was a house explosion, but 65 million police officers showed up. Aliens in Virginia? Perhaps another portal or a distraction? What y'all think? Because I'm hearing all kinds of stories. So could it be that these portals will start to open up. And then things that are we ain't expecting is gonna start coming through these motherfuckers. Somebody tell me something. Y'all think it was aliens? A house explosion? Or one big distraction. Brothers and sisters, this is the second part of the last video that I put out for you to understand that um Sunil Nanini is our spiritual father and our guide. And once you accept this, you would understand that um, you need to do a, a spiritual status change, a spiritual cultivation on your mind and get rid of all the junk and the lies that we was taught. Cultivate yourself from all the spiritual lies that you was taught through all these ministers and lies and your grandma, granddaddy, and uncles and aunts so you can walk in the sunlight with the Father. Because the, the Father promised and he will create a new heaven and earth. So be aware, it's coming. I don't care what people do to improve uh, civilization on this land. All these new buildings and businesses and stuff, all this stuff coming down. So you can go on doing all this stuff and building up your finances and saving money and hiding money and all this kind of stuff and burying it in the ground. All of it coming to pass. It's not going to do you no good. Just be aware. That they are the next seed on this planet that the Father dealing with. And once this thing is done, it will be done. He on the housetop, not come down. If you're working in the field, don't come out of the field. Because the other change is getting ready to take place very soon. So be aware. Until we walk in the sunshine one more time, this is your brother minister. Just be aware and be prepared. I'll talk to you again very soon and bring you books. And evidence of what I found out. Take care of yourself until we walk again in sunlight.
Rhodes Company is recalling some granola bars and granola cereals. They could be contaminated with salmonella. The list of recall products is nine pages long. Many of them are different varieties of Quaker Chewy Bars, so check your pantry for sure. They were shipped to stores across the country, also sold online. We have a list for you of all those recall products right on our website, WTNH.com. Sodas coming off the shelves because of a potential foreign material. Food and Drug Administration says about 2,000 Diet Coke, Sprite, and Fanta cases being recalled even right here in Florida as well as Alabama and Mississippi. All the recall products were 12-ounce aluminum cans and 12-packs. The FDA really hasn't said what the foreign material is, but reports say Coca-Cola did remove all the recalled sodas from the stores. You're still kind of advised to check it out, get rid of them, any of the impacted products. The information on recall lot numbers, that's on our website, WPTV.com. We do have a consumer alert for you tonight. A harmful pesticide used on wheat and oat products is turning up in popular breakfast items. That's right. My kids eat some of these oh, things. No. Reporter Teresa Priolo tells us that chemical has already been found to cause reproductive problems in animals. It's a problem a lot of Americans face, not knowing or understanding what's in the foods they eat on a daily basis, including brands owned by one of the biggest food companies in the world, General Mills. I probably should be more responsible and really look into it. Um but, you know, I don't take the time to, which is like on me. A new study in the Journal of Exposure Science and Environmental Epidemiology found 80% of Americans have tested positive for a harmful pesticide called chlormaquat, a pesticide used on wheat and oat products globally to ensure their stability. The chemical can have serious consequences on young and developing bodies. Dr. Kathy Ward is a pediatrician. I talk to my parents every day about trying to avoid processed foods which I tell the children at all levels, it's anything that comes in a box or a package. Chlormaquat has been found in oat-based foods, including popular breakfast foods like Cheerios and Quaker Oats. It's hard to tell what's in your food, but I always look at labels, always. The problem is you won't find Chlormaquat or any variation of it on a label. It's not an ingredient, it's a pesticide, but the impacts can be substantial, including delayed puberty, slow fetal growth, and even fertility issues. It's definitely more of a concern in children because they're not just miniature adults. Their brains don't develop until they're 26 years old. We have no idea about their future reproductive health yet. We don't know about their autoimmune system or any other issues that they're going to have in the future. We reached out to General Mills for comment. They told us they meet all U.S. regulation requirements. And, quote, food safety is always our top priority at General Mills, and we take care to ensure our food is prepared and packaged in the safest way possible. What do you, like, eat? You don't really pay attention to until, like, down the line, it's like, oh, hey, like, this is what we're, like, eating. It's like, oh, well, that is kind of bad, but... A lot of people don't take the time to look at it. As if the study isn't concerning enough, the EPA under the Biden administration has proposed using that chemical, chlormaquat, on some of the barley, oat, and wheat that is now grown in the U.S. It remains to be seen. Damn near every car in America has to be recalled. Uh, put it up full mass. This is a hell of a story. Tesla is recalling nearly all 2 million of its cars on U.S. roads to limit the use of its autopilot features following a two-year probe by U.S. safety regulators of roughly 1,000 crashes in which the feature was engaged. The limitations on autopilot serve as a blow to the uh, to Tesla's efforts to market its vehicles to, to buyers willing to pay extra to have their cars do the driving for them. The National Highway Safety uh, Traffic Safety Administration said the autopilot system can give drivers a false sense of security and be easily misused in certain dangerous situations when a Tesla's technology uh, may, uh, may be unable to safely navigate the road. The over-the-air software update will give Tesla drivers more warnings when they are not paying attention to the road while the autopilot's auto steer function is turned on. Those notifications will remind drivers to keep their hands on the wheel and pay attention to the road, according to a statement from NHTSA. I mean, well, damn, go, you go ahead and drive, then. <laughs> if you have to keep your hand on the steering wheel and look at the road, you might as well hit the gas pedal.
Now you hear all these things that are going on, fam. I've been saying this for a long time. How they poisoning our food, how they doing all this, and y'all have to be mindful what y'all eat. Now, if I just went out here and just said, yeah, they got this, 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 and that, and y'all what you call, y'all, oh, faith think he know everything. Oh, yeah. So I let y'all hear this, what these people saying, man. These are the things that we had to be responsible and mindful about. Our own responsibility and mindful about the things that are going on in this world and hold ourselves and the world accountable. But we don't want to do that. This is why we got the result of what we got now. Let's analyze. A new proposal in Washington that would help migrants get an expedited path to citizenship. It would require them to first serve in the U.S. military. All right, Fox Size Morgan McKay joins us with details of the bill which lawmakers say could help solve two problems at once. There is no higher honor than serving your country in uniform. And that honor could be extended to migrants under a new bill introduced by Hudson Valley Congressman Pat Ryan. Called the Courage to Serve Act, this bill would offer qualified and vetted migrants an expedited path to citizenship if they serve in the military. According to Ryan, last year the military services collectively missed recruiting goals by roughly 41,000 recruits, leaving some crucial positions unfilled. If there are folks with the courage to raise their right hand, take an oath to protect and defend our Constitution, and put their lives on the line for this country, then they sure as hell deserve the opportunity to be citizens in the United States of America. This bill comes days after a bipartisan border security. So y'all hear this, fam. Y'all hear what they're trying to do to put the immigrants in like this. But all these immigrants that believe the height want to be a part of this hype? Y'all ain't doing nothing but putting yourself through a whole damnation. That's why I say, you know, they got some crafty counsel going on and he, and you got some of these immigrants that want to take over, you know, and feel like, you know, if I get a job, I could be in the man. So now you got to, as an immigrant, you got to ask yourself why, why is the people in America is not signing up for this? Why is the people in America not doing this? Why is the people in America not this? Why are they saying this? See, y'all jumping into the water and don't know, and all y'all getting ready to be be killed because what they say they needed what was it thirty five hundred forty five? They said thirty five to forty five hundred people to to die a day. So as as long as y'all they got y'all immigrant going out here fighting this war and and, and all this, and then you heard to give up their lives. Hell, they came down here to get rid of that. They could have stayed over there where they at and die and fight and die. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to go somewhere that they could have peace and love and ain't got to worry about all that fighting and shoot. Now, in order for you to go into their crafty counseling, these hidden agendas, you got to do this, this, that, and this. Y'all better watch out. Now these are the little, the little slick things that they be saying, fam. And y'all got to watch out. And y'all got to start watching this stuff. Now if they put all these immigrants as a police officer, and these immigrants trying to act like they trying to lock up citizens. How, how you? What is the mindset now? You know what I'm saying? They these people out here got something slick going on, and we got to be careful and we got to watch it. Package negotiated by the Senate fell apart amid Republican opposition. Staten Island Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis argued that the Senate bill did not go far enough when it comes to securing the border and said there is more President Joe Biden can do in the interim. He can uh, end catch and release. He can adjust the asylum. He can end the parole program that he started. And he can actually shut down the border. He can shut it down. Meanwhile, more than 173,000 migrants have entered New York City in the past two years, with the city still currently caring for close to 70,000 migrants. Governor Kathy Hochul on Friday continued her call for a border deal, saying New York cannot continue to handle this influx of migrants. 
if the 10 Republican members of Congress who represent the state of New York would simply exercise their clout, walk down to Speaker Johnson's office and say, our state needs help right now. They can no longer financially afford to handle this number of people. Now, Congressman Ryan, along with Congressman Mike Lawler, wrote a bipartisan letter to President Joe Biden last year asking that he approve New York's request for a major disaster declaration so more federal resources could be funneled to the state, something that Biden still has not done. And I'm thinking, y'all, is this is the reason why they want a lot of migrants in that they say almost 173,000 migrants. So they want, they need 35,000 people to go out there and fight because 35,000 people gonna die. So they need 35,000 people a day. So now these migrants coming over here wanna fight and believe the hype and die and die over white supremacy, KKK and colonialism. And if you really knew, or you or you took time to find out that these people in America is racist. If you're not, if you if you ain't, if your skin ain't white, you ain't right. I don't care how, what kind of seasoning they put on there to make it look like it ain't. Pat you on your back and close doors. You something else. You slick Willie. We gotta find a way to get rid of him. So we'll put all these little traps on them for him to get caught up but we gotta think fam why are they doing this why are they allowing this to happen what the course of this you know what I'm saying what is the course of this is they ready for if they not seriously minded ready that somebody can come in here to America and start blowing up stuff or they already ready to have it set up so they can just start this new world order. It got to be something for something to pop off so they can start this 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 massive craziness. But we ain't even trying to understand what type of massive craziness these people got, man. But let's analyze. This truly and everything everywhere all at once scenario. Stark and stunning warnings, the United States vulnerable and at risk. In preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities. Chinese hackers targeting America, but why and how can they be stopped? There's no reason for them to be in our water. There's no reason for them to be in our power. This half hour, what you need to know about the threats and how to keep your own home safe. On this episode of Scripps News Reports, Hacking... America. What we are talking about is not hypothetical. It is not some distant threat. It is already happening right now, even as we speak. In just the past week, a commonly used VPN service was exploited. More than a dozen government agencies were affected, some tied to the nation's defense. Companies also affected. Researchers and the government blaming a Chinese hacking group said to be backed by the government in Beijing. This graphic shows the staggering rise in the number of customers affected in just a matter of days. But why does China want to target our infrastructure? What's in it for them? That important discussion is straight ahead. But for starters, know this. The effects of hacks like these are profound with the potential to upend our normal everyday lives Intel officials are warning a recent cyber attack may be the blueprint for what's to come. Maya Rodriguez starts our coverage. Americans love their vehicles. More than 115 million cars and trucks hit the road in the U.S. every day. But what if suddenly there was no gasoline to be found? That's what happened at some gas stations in 2021 long lines of cars and fuel shortages across multiple states after a ransomware cyber attack disabled the colonial pipeline a more than 5,000 mile long system that carries gas used by tens of millions of drivers colonial pipeline is the biggest one of those transport routes it, it, it takes about 2.7 million barrels a day 
of refined products from Texas to the Northeast. A criminal syndicate carried out that cyber attack, attempting to extract a ransom from the company. A frightening real-world example of how hacks have the potential to disrupt our daily lives. And U.S. Intel officials say the pipeline attack may be just the beginning. And they have eyes on China. It is Chinese military doctrine to attempt to induce societal panic in their adversary. And arguably, the Chinese government got a little bit of a taste of this in the aftermath of the ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline. Officials warn China is looking to target critical infrastructure across the country. Now imagine that on a massive scale. Imagine not one pipeline, but many pipelines disrupted. Uh, telecommunications going down so people can't use their cell phone. People start getting sick from polluted water. Trains get derailed. Air traffic control system, port control systems are malfunctioning. This is truly an everything, everywhere, all at once scenario. FBI Director Christopher Wray echoes that stark warning. And let's be clear, cyber threats to our critical infrastructure represent real world threats to our physical safety. But how to best address it? Experts say that's complicated by the fact that a large portion of U.S. critical infrastructure is run by private companies. 85% of America's critical infrastructure is in the hands of the private sector. Scott White is an associate professor and director of the cybersecurity program at George Washington University. He says part of the issue is that private enterprise is often in charge of its own cybersecurity. Other nations, uh, even Western nations, will use legislation. The United States tends to try to incentivize organizations or companies in becoming cyber compliant to certain standards. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But then that potentially could put some national security interests at risk, correct? It does. Um, it can and does. Senate Bill 2251, a cybersecurity act introduced in the U.S. Senate last summer, would help modernize cybersecurity efforts, but only across federal agencies. Private enterprise remains a different matter. Often cybersecurity operates under this kind of emergency room mentality. There's always a fire that needs to be put out. Nick Merrill is with the Center for Long-Term Cybersecurity at the University of California, Berkeley. He says the online threat posed by Chinese hackers is real. We all buy a lot of cheap stuff on Amazon that's made in China. Quite a lot of it is connected to the internet, connected to our home networks. And all of those are also potentially vectors for pre-positioning for an attack. So, you know, this is something that people in cybersecurity have had their eye on for quite some time. And he says there are some potential cyber attacks that keep him up at night. There's a scenario that I spend most of my time worrying about, which is, you know, you try to use a credit card and it doesn't work. And actually no one's credit card works. And, you know, really the Internet is off for most purposes. And, you know, society grinds to a halt. If you were to ask any cybersecurity expert, or even the head of the FBI, which country is our biggest cyber threat, they're likely to answer China. We have uncovered what they're going to, what they they're doing, and we will continue to do that. We are joined now by one of America's leading voices in this space. Malcolm Nance has more than 30 years' experience in U.S. intel. He is a five-time New York Times best-selling author and also a former officer specializing in cryptology. His book, The Plot to Hack America, How Putin's Cyber Spies and WikiLeaks Tried to Steal the 2016 Election. Malcolm, it's always good to see you. Why are Chinese hackers trying to infiltrate American infrastructure and systems? American infrastructure is a very broad network of disparate communications that use an enormous amount of computing power. The Chinese government views all of that power as a potential place to steal information or to get information that will advance their technology or allow them to overmatch the of shutting down systems if they have. Okay, let me ask the question everybody always asks. Um, people always say they spy on us, we spy on them. A common defense you hear is people saying the U.S. does the same thing to other countries, including China. I want to play for you a response on that point from the commander of U.S. Cyber Command and get your reaction on the other side. Responsible cyber actors of uh, democracies like our own do not target the civilian infrastructure. There's no reason for them to be in our water. There's no reason for them to be in our power. Uh, this is 
uh, a decision by uh, an actor to actually uh, focus on civilian targets. That's not what we do. Let's talk about TikTok. Um, in recent months, we've been hearing a lot about it, got a lot of attention on Capitol Hill, the social media company owned by ByteDance, which is based in Beijing. The FBI director recently asked questions about that topic, and I, I want to highlight this response because I don't think most people picked up on it. I mean, just to understand, if the CCP were to want to change TikTok feeds to bias one candidate or another in the upcoming presidential election, would they be able to do so? Uh, my understanding is that under Chinese law, that would be something that they would be permitted to do. And we already know they influence Chinese children to study science and math. Could they be able to suggest to American kids that they use more drugs? Again, I th my understanding is that the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party, if it wants to exercise that authority, can easily exercise that authority. So, Malcolm, that being said, do you trust TikTok? And, and let me just push back and say, these are the people that give us those dance videos. <laughs> you know, I've been playing in this game for almost four decades uh, in information warfare and uh, cyber warfare. Uh, let me tell you something. To me, personally, I've seen TikTok being used as an information warfare system. It is a weapon of indoctrination. I am a big advocate for eliminating TikTok. Um, and its algorithms reward people who are doing things which literally damage democracy. But the sea of information that flows on TikToks are the dance videos and the puppy videos and the kitty videos. And in between that, you get situations like where the letter to America from Osama bin Laden about Palestine, which was his justification for mass murdering 3,000 American citizens. It is a weapon of information. It's already been deployed against us. And to tell you the truth, the best thing we could do is kill it and have American, uh, you know, uh, American um, developers come up with something that isn't a little more focused from the Central Communist Party of China. See, you already know his mind is molested. He molested by colonialism, white supremacy, and KKK. When you think like that, because, you know, I, I, I be checking out sites and stuff like that, and people giving you information and output. You get the yin and the yang. You get to, you know, observe and have your mind open to different types of things and all that. America is wicked. So how can somebody wicked get mad at something else? If you 99.5% wicked, why, why would that be, why be a situation? Because one, they don't want the people to get what's going on. Two, now the people have been informed in America what's going on all over the world. And all the world is showing, is looking at what's going up on all over the world. So this is what they're trying to stop people from doing and talking and, you know, getting the algorithm of open, having an open mind and seeing what really out there instead of being somebody throwing their narratives out there and you roll with the narratives because you don't know no better. Get a degree and you can be 
anything you want to be. Yeah, you can be anything you want to be to a certain level. Then if you you go over that certain level, then somebody going to grab you by the balls. Now, I told you this is not our rest home. And, and, and America is always trying to put the black man in a bad position. And they use their other outlet with their racism and slick willy and everything else. Snoop Dogg and Master P are suing Walmart and Post Foods, alleging that the two companies sabotaged their Snoop cereal business. Master P, his real name is Percy Miller, holding a press conference today alongside attorney Benjamin Crump. Miller and Calvin Brodus, better known as Snoop Dogg, launched their cereal line last year, but the moguls say this undercover video shows how Walmart kept the cereal in stock rooms and off-store shelves in 20 states. They accuse Post Foods of using deceptive practices to prevent their success. What I'm fighting for today, I'm fighting for justice in corporate America because we're saying corporate America, it's time to pack fair. I got my slingshot. I'm David. I'm going up against the Giants. Look at how they kept the cereal in the back of the stock rooms, not on the shelves. Crump says the contract Brodus Foods had with Post and Walmart required the businessmen to buy back any unsold cereal. Walmart responding the impending lawsuit saying, quote, we have a strong history of supporting entrepreneurs. Many factors affect the sales of any given product. Now to the brutal attack against two NYPD officers. One of the suspects has now been indicted by a grand jury. This comes amid a report that some of the other suspects have been arrested in Arizona. Fox News' Chris Welch joins us now in studio with the latest today. Chris. Yes, Steve Natasha, that report coming from Fox News, which says that, quote, several men believed to be migrants who were arrested, then fled New York City, were apprehended at a bus station in Phoenix. Uh, there's no comment this time. The attorney for Yohenry Brito not saying much today. Brito is right now the only suspect to be arrested and held on bail in connection to the assault on two police officers. He was in court today in connection to two prior misdemeanor charges. He's also now the only one to be indicted by the Manhattan Grand Jury, at least so far. The district attorneys may be bringing new charges, but it's frustrating. It never should have happened. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg presented evidence today to that grand jury, which could also lead to new charges for any number of the about a dozen other migrants police say took part in that January 27th attack in Times Square. And according to Fox News, several men, reportedly suspects, were arrested Monday evening in Phoenix, Arizona. We are also awaiting arraignments for two suspects in the Bronx and two in Manhattan who police say are part of a coordinated group on mopeds. They say they swipe victims' cell phones and later hack them for bank information. And on Long Island. They spit on our flag, they trample on our values, and they commit crimes. That was the message from Nassau County Executive Republican Bruce Blakeman earlier today announcing they've arrested this man that they say is a migrant who stole someone's pro-Israel flag off their front porch. When the victim took off after the man, the suspect, they say, attacked. Now to the latest on that brutal attack. Israel forces currently have control of NHS, Foreign Office, Home Office and Ministry of Defense data. Your data. Nigel Farage liked to talk about taking back control, but he wouldn't say anything about Israeli intelligence companies taking control of key functions of our intelligence and police services. He wouldn't say anything about the 12,000 US soldiers in this country. They don't want to take back control. They want to control you. What about Rishi Sunak, our Prime Minister? Well, his family company, Infosys, which was founded by his father-in-law and that his wife still has 500 million pounds worth of shares in, has many Israeli subsidiaries and hundreds of employees within Israel. Infosys 
signed the Memorandum of Understanding with the State of Israel in 2012 to develop relations and deepen cooperation. Infosys, which works on collecting biometric data, has also had a director until recently who was a veteran of Israeli military intelligence unit A200, Yuri Levine. Let's not forget that 44 whistleblowers from within unit A200 came out and said that this unit is surveilling the Palestinians to build compromise against them and blackmailing them with that information. Unit A200, don't forget that name. Because the very company that the British police use to hack phones in this country is Celebrite. This is an Israeli intelligence company which is headed by alumni of Unit 8200 in the Israeli military. The CEO of Celebrite has claimed that they have remote control access to all of the information procured through their products. The British police not only use this Israeli intelligence company to hack phones of their citizens, they also use something called NICE Systems as part of their investigations. Now NICE Systems is a subsidiary of Israel's largest arms company, Elbit Systems. The level of integration between British and Israeli intelligence is unprecedented. Not only is this program used by British police, it's also used by the British Foreign Office. So you are talking about the outsourcing of Britain's external intelligence functions to elements of the Israeli intelligence agencies. When we look even further at this question, we wonder how companies like Celebrite could have got such a foothold in the British public sector. Well, there is an organization by the name of the UK Israel Tech Hub, which has played a very important role in all of this. It's based in the British embassy in Israel, but it is staffed by former military and intelligence personnel from the Israeli regime. It's headed by the former director general of the Israeli finance ministry, Haim Shani. Haim Shani was also simultaneously the director of Celebrite. But who funds the UK-Israel Tech Hub? The UK-Israel Tech Hub is funded by the British Foreign Office, by the British Embassy in Israel, and the British Department of Trade. The UK-Israel Tech Hub exists for the sole purpose and with the stated objective of procuring public sector contracts in Britain for Israeli cyber and tech companies. British taxpayers fund an organization which is facilitating Israeli tech companies staffed by former Israeli intelligence personnel taking over public sector contracts in Britain, including in the NHS. Currently, the data for the British Home Office, the British Ministry of Defense, and the NHS is handled by a company called Oracle. Oracle was founded by Larry Ellison, the seventh richest man in the world and close friend of Benjamin Netanyahu. Larry Ellison is the largest funder of the Friends of the IDF charity in the history of the organization. In addition to that, this company, Oracle, offered the directorship to Benjamin Netanyahu, meaning that the Home Office, the Ministry of Defense, the Foreign Office, and the NHS has its data stored in a cloud run by a company that Benjamin Netanyahu was supposed to be the director of. And do you know how that deal was procured by Larry Ellison? Let me tell you a story. At the same time that Larry Ellison was bidding for this contract, he had a charity in this country. It was called the Larry Ellison Foundation. And do you know who was employed for half a million pounds a year at this charity? None other than the father-in-law of Prime Minister Boris Johnson. And guess what? When Larry Ellison's company, Oracle, procured the contract to store the data of the Ministry of Defense, the Home Office, the Foreign Office, and the NHS, the Larry Ellison Foundation was closed that very month. In addition to that, British Telecom is a key backbone of this country's infrastructure. It delivers telecommunications to millions of people. But why was it that the British government initiated a national security investigation into the latest shareholder takeover in British Telecom? Currently, the largest shareholder in British Telecom is Israeli-French businessman Patrick Drahi. Now, when he took 
the largest share in BT, the British government launched an investigation in that purchase on the basis of national security. But what could possibly be their issue with Patrick Drahey? Patrick Drahey is the founder and owner of Israeli news channel I-24. I-24 was found by Haaretz newspaper to work as a proxy of the Netanyahu family. I-24 employs tens of former Israeli military and intelligence personnel. In addition to that, Patrick Drahey purchased the Liberation newspaper in France, founded by Jean-Paul Sartre, and replaced the editor with a former agent of Unit 8200. Patrick Drahey has also been involved in funding organizations that work on settlement in Jerusalem. Patrick Drahey is currently the largest shareholder in British Telecom. This is a question of sovereignty. How is it that a state which outsources key functions of its intelligence and police services that allows its data from key institutions to be given to former agents of a foreign power, how is it that a nation or a state that does that can have any claim to sovereignty? The question now is how can those in the British public who feel passionately about issues like patriotism justify their willingness to outsource these key functions of the state to Israeli intelligence cutter? Y'all still ain't peeped the play, did you? This is what you need to be worried about and look forward to this in the future. Now. The House voted to impeach Mayorkas, right? The border security guy. We know it ain't going nowhere in the Senate because the Democrats control it, right? Now, remember, he's an Israel Jewish fake Jew. He got the dual citizenship with Israel, right? Because he's Jewish. They pissed right now, Israel, saying to the United States, who is you to impeach one of my people and we control you? We got all the evidence against you and what y'all was doing on Epstein Island. We control your treasury. Janet Yellen, Jewish. We control your laws and the police. Uh, uh, the attorney general, Jewish, right? They saying, how dare the United States even disrespect and convict one of theirs and say anything. See, this is what the United States is trying to do low-key in order to respond because the United States is being forced to sponsor genocide against Gaza because they know they're being blackmailed. That the Israel got all the goods because Epstein was Jewish and he gave all the, 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 the videos to the Jewish people, to the government. So now they being forced 14 billion here. Go send that money over there. The United States is being pimped by Israel right now because Israel can bring down the entire United States government by releasing videotapes. So now, even though the United States don't want to be a part of the Gaza slaughter, you don't have a choice. So what they try to do now is impeach one of theirs, but Israel finna fight. Be looking in the future, y'all, for Israel to do something against the United States just for the disrespect of impeaching one of their people. Stay looking for it. Israel. So there is the map that I've created so you can visually see all of the different locations of the sleeper cells. And again, these are just the ones that we have on the watch list. There could be several others that we don't know of at this time. And again, they're saying to watch for a coordinated attack all at once to wreak havoc on the lives of Americans here on U.S. soil. Now, we are waiting for a plan from the Biden administration to see how they're going to be combating this. However, we have heard a plan in the past 24 hours. I shared it with you live as soon as it came out from former President Donald Trump. And now take a look at what he had to say so that way you can hear it for yourself. I'll also be implementing strong ideological screenings for all immigrants coming in. If you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country and you're not going to be getting into our country. I will cancel the student visas of Hamas and sympathizers on college campuses. The college campuses are being taken over. And all of the resident aliens who joined in the pro-jihadist protest this month, nobody's ever seen anything like it. Come 2025, we will find you and we will deport you. We will deport you. It's caused by some very bad troublemakers, those uh, events that you've been watching. In the past three weeks, Crooked Joe Biden 
has turned a blind eye to the greatest outbreak of anti-Semitism in American history. You have the greatest. I call up friends of mine who happen to be Jewish. I say, are you watching what's going on? And they're actually frightened. These are some pretty strong people. They're tough people. They're frightened. Their kids are afraid to go to school. And they never had that before. But in our colleges, media, and even government, nobody's ever seen anything like Rashida Talib and Ilan Omar, who openly campaigned against Israel. Nobody's ever seen this before. When asked recently about rising anti-Semitic hate, Joe Biden's own press secretary had nothing to say about the rabid mobs in the street, and they're shouting, the Jews, the Jews, and she had nothing to say. In fact, she stuck up for the other side. She started talking about the other side. You all saw it. Nobody could believe it. Then she came back later. She said, oh, I misunderstood the question. As president, I will absolutely protect our Jewish citizens from these maniacs, lunatics, radical left thugs, threats, or crimes of violence against Jews will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. When I get back into office, I will put every single university and college president on notice. The American taxpayer will not subsidize the creation of terrorist sympathizers on American soil. Colleges and universities will purge the anti-Semitism and pro-terrorism. Ter uh, what, what you're doing, the terrorism, this pro-terrorism is so out of control. Nobody's ever seen where they will lose their accreditation and every last penny of federal student loans will not be paid to them, probably shouldn't be paid to them anyway. Never forget the same radicals tearing down posters of Israeli hostages. Can you imagine at our university ripping them right off the wall? I couldn't believe it. Are the ones tearing down statues of our American heroes, defunding our police, destroying our justice system and demolishing. All right, let's get straight to the news. We have the United States is watching North Korea for signs of lethal military action. They said a shift by Kim Jong-un's North Korea's leader towards open hostility against South Korea is alarming, but does not indicate that he's about to start a full-scale war. So they're talking that he's going to attack U.S. troops that's in South Korea or maybe some ships or maybe just hit South Korea's island, but it's going to be such a small military action that it won't start a full-scale war. Yeah, like I would believe that. Um, either you guys ain't gonna tell us that it's gonna get to that point, or North Korea, it depends on North Korea's attack on South Korea and their retaliation on North Korea. If their retaliation is stronger than the attack that North Korea did on them, then of course that could start a full-scale war. It really just depends on the mind frame at that time. But for now, they're saying it's not going to start a full-scale war. They're just going to attack. Anyway, we have British up to 60 years old getting ready for conscription. Yeah, they're saying if they go to war with Russia, that they could draft up to 60 years old. I don't know any citizens that's going to be willing to fight at 60 years old, even over here in the United States. Could you imagine if they said they were called up a draft from the ages of 18 to 60 years old? People over here were fucking freak, especially Gen Z and Gen Alpha and Millennials. Shit, I'm not trying to fight no fucking war. <laughs> yeah, British as old as 60 might have to serve in a Finnish-style conscript army, the former top British officer has said. And I don't like this. Hundreds of thousands of Brits might need to be conscripted to fight against Russia. Y'all just made y'all mind up that it's Russia, huh? Y'all could have said China. Y'all could have said North Korea. Y'all could have said Iran was getting ready to attack Britain. Y'all keep saying Russia. We're getting ready for Russia. Yeah, I know who the enemy is. We have Erdogan that signed to let Sweden into the NATO alliance. Hint why Sweden is a warning of a war with Russia. We have China harassing Taiwan with planes, balloons, and ships. And just look at some of these balloon movements. Like, they are literally going over the island. Like, some of these are actually just right at the island's forefront. How do these go away without actually falling into Taiwan? Yeah, China's been going over the line more lately, and yeah, they don't care about boundaries no more. They just, they're doing this. They're doing this right now. China's calling NATO a walking war machine and say they cause trouble everywhere they go. We have Pakistan starting up military exercises to get ready for a war, most likely with India or probably the Taliban. We have the United States saying they never said they were going to leave Iraq and that they're just making plans to defeat ISIS. Which means they're going to be like, oh yeah, we defeated ISIS and leave Iraq and then start a whole war with Iranian-backed militia there. We have Taiwan upping their military conscription, meaning that they're going to have to serve longer. So at first it was four months, now it's one year. And this is because the war with China is close. We have reports that North Korea could turn into nuclear weapons if the Korean Peninsula gets crazy enough. So meaning they could change their doctrine to hit South Korea with nuclear weapons if they needed to. We have Russia sending troops to Burkina Faso after the whole thing with Niger and Mali. All of them teamed together and now they're, you know, against the West. So Russia's sending a few troops to show their solidarity with Burkina Faso. We also have states that's getting ready to stand up for Texas. 25 states, I guess, is coming together to support Texas. 
But I'm going to just talk about the states that openly came out and said that they support them. Oklahoma was one of the states. South Dakota was another state that came out and supported uh, Texas. We have Virginia and we have Florida that's standing with Texas as well. As most of these states are saying, they're going to keep supporting Texas. This can go in so many directions. This can start a civil war. This can start a war between uh, the U.S. armies, like the U.S. National Guard. And like, this is this is some bullshit. This can get states to cede from the United States or this can all die off and never be brought up again. Let's see what happens because it seems like Democrats and Republicans are heavily against each other right now. And then we got Germany after saying that war wasn't going to come for eight years or five to eight years. Now they're saying 2025 war is coming. Yep, them dates keep coming down further and further. Before you know it, they'll be like, oh, it'll be next month or next week. <laughs> Anyways, I'm here, guys. Now, this is all by design, folks. The white supremacists know what we are going to do before we do it. Why? Because they have plans for every black person on this planet. And they make plans 10, 15, 50 years ahead. And black people don't have a plan for what they're going to do in the next two weeks. And that's the truth. We have to be true, tell ourselves the truth, because you can't straighten out anything without telling yourself the truth about your own flaws and your own weaknesses, and be able to admit that when somebody is stronger than you or smarter than you, that you've been beaten down and you've been outsmarted. And so far, that is the plight of black people worldwide, not just in South Side and West Side Chicago, but everywhere in the world, Johannesburg, Brazil, you name it, anywhere you find people of color. And the darker they are, the more oppressed they are. And the more they are prone to turn on each other. Why? That's, that's logical. I mean, you're, you're in the prison yard. There's nobody in the prison yard but other prisoners. You're on the slave ship. There's nobody on the slave ship below deck but other slaves. So what do you do? You start a fight. All people do that. White people would do that if just a bunch of them on a boxcar heading to the death camp. And then the food runs out. What else they gonna do? See, the white supremacists, they confuse the minds of people all over the world so that everybody's trying to figure out, you know, well, if I'm a light-skinned black person, what color am I? But I am still black. You know, if who says that I'm black? If the white supremacists say that you're black, that's who. Nobody else, nobody else can make that determination. They decide. They say that these are the brown people. You have an expression now that's been going on for some time. Black people and brown people. Most black people are brown. See how they do the confusion? But it's one thing that's not confused. And you can look at any chart of the racist, any uh, census of the so-called racist and whatnot. White is the only one that's not confused. Stop and think about it. White is the only one that's not confused. When you say that, one size fits all. That's all you have to be. Not white semi-Mexican, white Indian, uh, white, uh, you know, Ben, uh, you know, uh, Calcuttian, or whatnot. No, no, just white. Everybody understands what that means. Everybody understands what white means. But when you start talking about part Japanese, uh, part Jewish or something like that. Nobody knows what that means. Well, according to what I've written in the code book, black people are not qualified to celebrate anything. Prisoners are not in a celebratory condition. Black people are prisoners of war. The non-white people of the planet in the system of white supremacy were born in captivity. We are still born in captivity, all of us. Everybody of color on the planet is born in captivity. Captivity to whom? To racist man and racist woman. The white supremacists of this planet. You're born inside of their prison because they dictate what you do in all nine areas of activity and what you do, don't do. Economics, education, entertainment, labor, Law, politics, religion, sex, and war. 
they dictate this to all of the non-white people on the planet. And so you have to think, speak, and act according to what they allow you to do. So you are in prison, and so you're not prisoners are not qualified. They can go ahead and do it, but you're not qualified to celebrate anything. But the white supremacists love for their prisoners to celebrate everything, including being in prison. Celebrate that, okay? Have fun. Get out there in the prison yard, and I mean, hey, just just turn flips and sing and dance and play banjo. Slaves are always encouraged to do this. Entertain yourselves. Entertain yourselves until you drop. Each other in order to maintain this system. We have let ourselves become possessed by a spirit such that when we become aggressive, we aggress against the self instead of those who are the source of our aggressive orientation. We talk a lot as a people about self-hatred. Self-hatred is a personality configuration. It is a form of personality organization. It is an orientation toward the world and toward oneself. Self-hatred, then, is the white man's greatest protection against being destroyed by the black man. To a good extent, self-hatred is the white man's defense mechanism, is the white man's form of self-defense. How can we say that? To a great extent, one function of the personality is to direct energy, to direct aggression, to channel aggression and energy and wishes and impulses in particular directions, to organize feelings, to organize energy, to achieve certain ends. Those things that we hate Often then, when we are angry or hostile, we aggress against them, don't we? We attack them often. We destroy them. Then we have a problem, don't we? If we attack the things we hate, if we attack the things toward which we hold hostility, when we are overly frustrated and when we are angry, then what happens if that thing we hate is ourselves? It means then, ladies and gentlemen, that when we become frustrated and angered as a people, when we are overwrought by feelings of hostility, and our self-hating personality seeks to channel that hostility and channel that aggression, it's going to channel the aggression right back on to the self. Because that's the thing we hate most. So consequently, black anger then becomes a conduit for black self-destruction, for black self-defeat. The object of our hostile, aggressive feelings becomes ourselves. And you can see then how the white man is protected by that personality structure, right? While he stokes our anger, while he stokes our hostility, while he stokes our frustration, and while we get mad and we want to strike out, when we decide to strike out in aggress, we strike out in aggress against the self. Study the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a cell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't wanna go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I'm still human. I escaped from that place that made me feel ruined. I 
So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel Was living life like Cain cause I was jealous of Abel God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss And deep down I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them Chilling the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm home, chilling, I'm always tuned in to fame. He has the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes, very informative. When I'm home, chilling, I'm always tuned in to Faze. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, chilling the world, I stay tuned to the Faze podcast. It's the hottest message out there. Check them out. 